0: attention people who still care what simple steps can us regular people do to fix our broken financial system this is the question we ask on the crowd effect podcast i am your host paul lovejoy activist investment advisor at stakeholder enterprise on today's show Snap Finance is sued by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau for making false threats and deceptive statements to struggling borrowers. Rumor has it that Snap Finance CEO Matthew Hawkins is struggling also with whether to buy the Lamborghini or the Ferrari. Oh, snap! The struggle is real, huh, Matthew? Pesky rumors. But... Before we talk about the suit, I first want to tell you a story of how things probably went down. Sarah was a single mother struggling to make ends meet. She worked two jobs to support herself and her young daughter, Lily. Life was tough, but she did her best to provide for her family. However, one thing that constantly held her back was her poor credit history which made it challenging for her to secure loans or financing. One day, while walking back from the laundromat with Lily in tow, Sarah felt a sense of despair wash over her. The hours spent at the laundromat every week meant she had to miss a few hours of work, further straining her finances. As she passed an appliance store, a vibrant sign caught her eye. No credit check financing available. It boasted in big, bold letters. A glimmer of hope sparked in Sarah's heart. Maybe this was her chance to finally get a new washing machine. The store's entrance bell chimed as Sarah and Lily stepped inside. Rows of shiny appliances greeted them, and a friendly salesperson approached them with a warm smile. Sarah explained her situation and her desperate need for a washing machine that would save her time and money in the long run. The salesperson assured her that the store worked with a lease-to-own finance company called Snap Finance. They didn't perform credit checks, making it easy for people like Sarah to get what they needed. The prospect of not having her credit history scrutinized sounded like a dream come true. Without fully understanding the terms and conditions, Sarah signed the lease agreement with Snap Finance, hopeful that this would finally be the turning point she needed. The salesperson even offered her same day delivery and Sarah was overjoyed at the thought of having a washing machine in her own home. Initially, things seemed to go well. Sarah diligently made her payments to Snap Finance and the washing machine made laundry day a breeze. But then, things took a dark turn. Snap Finance began harassing Sarah with threatening phone calls and letters, claiming she had missed payments when she had it. Even after providing proof of her payments, their harassment didn't stop. They even threatened to repossess her washing machine, leaving her devastated and worried about how she would keep up with the work and take care of Lily without it. Okay, Sarah and her daughter Lily are fictional characters, but the consequences of false threats and deceptive statements are very real. Which brings us to our news story of the day. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB, last week sued Snap Finance, a lease-to-own finance company, for deceiving consumers, obscuring the terms of its financing agreements, and making false threats. The CFPB alleges that Snap Finance misled consumers through its advertising, servicing, and collection of its agreements. The company allegedly failed to provide consumers with required disclosures and interfered with consumers' ability to understand the terms and conditions of their agreements. The CFPB claims that Snap Finance made false threats to consumers who were struggling to make payments on their financing agreements, alleging that Snap Finance Finance threatened to repossess consumers' merchandise or services if they missed a payment, even though it had no legal right to do so. The CFPB is seeking injunction relief, restitution, and civil penalties from Snap Finance. This lawsuit is a latest in a series of enforcement actions taken by the CFPB against lease-to-own finance companies. In 2022, the CFPB sued Rent-A-Center for making deceptive statements to consumers about the terms of its financing agreements. The CFPB also sued errands for misleading consumers about its ability to collect late fees. Okay, well, this comes... As no surprise to me. The financial service industry is the most abusive industry in the United States. According to the Violation Tracker Project, which has been tracking corporate fines and settlements since the year 2000, found that the financial service industry uh, has been penalized $377 billion in the last 23 years. That's more than the pharmaceutical industry, more than the oil and gas industry, and more than the chemical industry combined. In fact, if you add up the penalties of the second most industry through the 10th most industry, it still doesn't top just the financial service industry alone. So, which brings us to what simple steps can regular people like us take to fix our broken financial system. So one simple step is to put your money, uh, take it out of a commercial bank and put it into a local credit union. So why is this, uh, how does this help fix our broken financial system? Well, um, large commercial banks are part of the same financial service industry that is abusive. Uh, They just do it on a much larger scale. So uh, currently, four banks control half of all the banking assets in the United States. Uh, These four banks uh, at the top is Chase. Number two is Bank of America. Number three is Wells Fargo. And number four is Citigroup. Okay, so the Violation Tracker Project uh, has found that the most abusive corporation doing business in the united states is bank of america the second most uh, penalized corporation in the united states is chase the fourth is citigroup and the sixth is wells fargo so the four most powerful banks in the united states were half of all people are, are getting financing in a certain sense. they're controlling half of all of our banking a- assets and and we depend on these four banks. These four banks are the most uh, abusive uh, banks or, or corporations um, pretty much that, that's doing business in the United States. So uh, by taking our money out of this abusive system, and putting it into a, a credit union makes a huge difference. Now, why is that? Well, many of us have thought about uh, the way uh, corporation, publicly traded corporations, are designed with a corporate bottom line that tries to maximize profits for their shareholders uh, every quarter. Uh, qu- Publicly traded corporations need to make statements uh, that say, hey, we've made uh, a ton of profit and projections are looking great. Well, when that happens, uh, the banking executives get fat bonuses. Uh, The other situation is that the uh, quarterly report uh, doesn't look so good with uh, losing money and the projections are looking more the same. Well, when that happens, the corporation shareholders have the legal right to fire the banking executives. So it creates a pressure to constantly increase quarterly profits. Uh, And this pressure is uh, passed on down throughout the entire corporation. And so what you have is this pressure, which will inevitably lead to unethical behavior. And it has, uh, over and over again, $377 billion worth of unethical behavior. So uh, credit unions, uh, well, they're designed very differently. Uh, they are nonprofit. So anytime a credit union uh, makes more revenue than its expenses, well, it gets pumped right back into the credit union, offering its members um, uh, really great services, like uh, some credit unions offer free financial education. Um, Others will uh, have uh, higher interest rates on savings accounts, uh, lower interest rates on loans. And what's something that is incredible that uh, most credit unions offer is something called a line of credit. Now, let me just say, Bank of America and Chase, they don't offer personal lines of credit, Um, but most credit unions do. So why is this significant? Well, a line of credit is much like a credit card in, in that it's revolving debt. Uh, meaning that um, you only pay interest on what you borrow. So if you use a credit card and you spend $500 on that credit card in a certain month and you pay it back, well, uh, there's no interest that you have to uh, pay the credit card company. Same goes with a line of credit. If you use the line of credit and you pay it back within the month, you don't have any interest. Okay, so let's say you don't pay your credit card back at the end of the month. Well, you're charged uh, an interest fee. And these interest fees are very high. Uh, The average uh, credit card uh, um, interest rate for new customers is around 21%. Um, Now, uh, you put that in for, for returning customers, it's still around. Twenty percent. It's not that much cheaper. Maybe nineteen percent. It changes, but it, it, it hovers around twenty percent. Okay. So what about a line of credit? A line of credit. Um, you're looking at on average ten percent. So it's it's a much better financial situation to be in to pay ten percent interest versus twenty percent. Uh, that's a no brainer. Uh, furthermore, lines of credit, personal lines of credit at credit unions can be linked to your checking account, so it provides overdraft protection. Now, Bank of America was uh, penalized $250 million uh, two weeks ago uh, because uh, of they were in a number of reasons, but one of the reasons was double dipping on overdraft fees. So bank of america won't allow its customers to have a line of credit where you can uh, avoid this overdraft uh problem uh not only do they not allow lines of credit but when uh, someone uh, used their debit card, you got a fee on your debit card if, it, if you didn't have money in your bank account. Then you got an overdraft fee if you did. So essentially, Bank of America was preying on the most vulnerable uh, c- customers who are struggling financially. Uh, and and then that brings us to Snap Finance. Uh, you, you you don't know. Uh, What's going on with these lease-to-own finance companies? Uh, they're they're designed to maximize profits, and they're designed really to be uh, to to offer uh, financing to the most vulnerable people. And when they abuse that, which ha- is is clearly happening, uh, then then it it creates a situation where it just hurts the most vulnerable even more. Uh, now, if if they had a line of credit instead, if consumers had a line of credit instead, and they were aware that they can get a line of credit, um, then they wouldn't seek these predatory lenders through these lease-to-own finance companies. Okay, so that's one step we can take. Uh, another step is to uh, engage in something I called crowd lending. Now, crowd lending is when a large group of people pool small amounts of money to fund a loan so it's a way for regular people to replace banks now here's the beauty about it Um, there are crowd lending platforms with uh, minimum investment requirements of ten dollars so anybody who is above the age of 18 with a a bank account or a credit union account uh, and ten dollars can now engage in crowd lending Uh, This is a way for regular people to uh, erode the wealth and power of these big financial institutions and have that wealth and power redistributed to us, regular people. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secrets to fix our broken financial system democratically, Without confrontation or divisive political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.